Hello, welcome to Daily-ish for Wednesday, November 23rd. It's uh, minus 4, feels like minus 11. Winter is no longer coming, winter has arrived, even though the snow is just just a little bit of snow. It's all melting. This is another weather podcast. This episode of Daily-ish is brought to you by FeedPress. Visit feed.press slash Daily-ish today to sign up and try FeedPress for 14 days. No contracts or commitments for your podcast or blog. You can use it as a RSS feed analytics stats tracker for your blog if you just write a blog and want to see who's reading what and where. Or you can use it for a podcast like we do at goodstuff.fm. You can uh, get at least 400 megabytes of file storage that rolls over each month and you can upgrade that very easily. They've got everything you need to submit a podcast to iTunes all built right in to one slick system. Use promo code Dailyish during checkout to get 10% off your first year of hosting with FeedPress. And it's also brought to you by Patreon supporters, possibly like you, patreon.com slash iChris, so I can check out how to support my podcasting efforts a little more directly. Your your money is basically going right back into the people who are supporting me anyways. <laughs> if you're not supporting me, your money's not going back into support paying for the hosting and all that kind of stuff that we do with goodstuff.fm. And uh, and you can support it with a dollar or two a month, and uh, you'll get things like last week's episode was a video version, if you like to see as well as hear. Those kinds of things are some of the perks that come to Patreon supporters, as well as actually uh, the Good Stuff Minecraft server, which I just recorded a couple of video tours of what the folks who have been playing Minecraft on the Good Stuff server have been up to. It's amazing, insane. I'll put the links in the show notes uh, so you can go watch those sometime if you want just some, the amount of stuff that they have built in there over the last, I don't know, how maybe a year that's been almost, but uh, just over time. All in survival mode, not creative modes. So they're not doing any cheats or anything like that, so... Um, yeah, patreon.com slash iChris, patreon.com slash morning show, patreon.com slash 3G3Q are the three shows right now. We're working on a unified good stuff Patreon campaign at some point, but uh, you can support any of those three shows and you'll get access to the stuffy Slack good stuff Minecraft server. In searching for a topic, I thought I'd just touch on and talk a bit about what's on our TV in November these days, um, this month. Um, we primarily watch Netflix and, and a few other ways of watching shows, streaming things off cable TV, uh, our cable apps onto the Apple TV um, through, from our iPhones or whatever. And that's how we watch. We're watching a bit of hockey. Kids are into hockey and wanting to watch it. So we would do that a bit. We don't have regular cable anymore. So we're not watching, you know, whatever happens to be on NBC or whatever. That night, uh, we may have borrowed a, a parent's or so, <laughs> uh, somebody's uh, internet or TV cable thing so we can sign up and watch some of their TV on our phones and things like that occasionally. But um, primarily it's Netflix. And, uh, and Sue and I tend to watch shows together. We have a few shows we watch if the other person isn't around. These days, mine is actually Mr. Robot catching up on season three, I think it is, which I've is confusing to watch randomly, you know, like one episode here and then two weeks later, another episode. Um, hers is the never ending supply of law and order SVU episodes on Netflix, which, um, and, uh, and our standby show these days is if we just need a quick laugh or, you know, need a funny chaser after particularly heavy episode of something is, uh, to throw an episode of Brooklyn nine, nine, Andy Samberg and company as a Brooklyn police, uh, or yeah, police station. me it's been one of the smarter comedy shows i've watched since parks and rec actually went off the air which is another the amy poehler show um it's a really smart funny show uh and we just it's it's great in that there is a bit of an overlong like ongoing storyline but you know like most sitcoms it's kind of just like 
here's the problem, how, here's how they solve it, hilarity hopefully ensues, and, uh, and just done really well uh, with a great cast, variety of, of folks who aren't necessarily superstars or anything like that, but all great character actors and stuff on the show, and some ongoing running gags and things like that. The two um, reality TV series we watch uh, when they're on, like right now, uh, is The Amazing Race and Survivor. Amazing Race is not on right now, or The Amazing Race Canada, neither of which are on right now, but uh, Survivor is definitely one that I've, I know I've talked about in previous episodes and is one we keep coming back to. Um, and that's Survivor is definitely the show that both Sue and I would love to watch and sort of catch each week when it's on. This season's Survivor has been decent, aside from the stupid premise of the show that nobody, I don't know, nobody except the producers and host Jeff Probst wants. Just a, the theme is Gen X versus Millennials. And I think if they'd stop trying to force people into stupid age generalizations, uh, it'd be a great season. But you can actually hear, I don't know, I, I think you can hear everyone in the world who's watching their eyes roll back in their heads in annoyance when... Jeff starts some question with, so Johnny, is, it tr- is that just how millennials are that carefree attitude and who cares what happens, dude, when clearly the people in the season are more shaped by where they're from, you know, their upbringing, their jobs, the careers they've had and, and the friends they've had and stuff. It's not like everybody fits into this nice little box and they keep trying to put them in back in the boxes and make sure that, you know, it's very clearly this millennial versus Gen X thing. And that's the thing with Survivor. I think they've had because of so many seasons with so many different people, they've had so many different people on the show over the years that you can see there isn't one, you know, strong stereotype that holds up anymore. Lazy people are lazy, whether they're young or from Georgia or New York and smart people that are young and smart people that are old. And, um, I guess you could argue there's a season, a few years, a few seasons back, I think it was that where they had blue collar, white collar and no collar, whereas based on the careers they ended up in. So it's not just, you know, when they happen to be born, but actually, you know, where they, what kind of career they had. And so then you could sort of, out of that, you know, make some generalizations, I guess. But even then, I mean, that season you had, obviously, people who weren't like your typical blue-collar person. But they kept trying to like sort of force them back into these boxes so they could keep the teams in line or whatever. And it's certainly an interesting experiment to put younger versus older. But just the way they try and fit each person into their stereotype of millennial or Gen X is just awkward and dumb. Especially this far into the season now uh, where it... It's clearly not like there's some people who are what would be stereotypical Gen X or stereotypical millennial, but there's so many that aren't. And so, um, yeah, that's the annoying, the only annoying thing, but it's been a fun season. And now that they've merged the tribe together, it's kind of hopefully gotten rid of some of that kind of like trying to keep them divided. Um, and a bit of like my blind spot, I guess, going back to the, you know, the variety of folks they've had, I think as a white dude watching the show, it feels like they've done a decent job over the years of bringing in people of different races, religion, minorities, etc. But I'm sure if you looked at the stats for the series over overall, the 20, whatever, 30 some seasons it's been on, I would guess the majority would be white, majority would be white dudes. Um, but uh, I don't know, I haven't looked at the stats, but... We've recently started watching The Crown on Netflix, the biographical story about the early reign of Queen Elizabeth II in the UK, starting in 1947, and apparently the series is going to tell her whole story up to present day with, it's slated for 60 episodes over six seasons, obviously it depends how successful it is and you know if it gets renewed each season, but that's sort of, I guess, what 
projection is for it. And I love period pieces like this. It's it's definitely been a great replacement for the uh, early 1900 British drama hole left in my heart when Downton Abbey wrapped up. Um, and if you're looking for something else, you can definitely check out um, Call the Midwife if you need uh, your fix of birth and death in England. Um, but with the crown, the acting is great. Costumes, sets, cinematography, cinematography, all are spot on. There's a bit of heavy emphasis on holding long, drawn out stares at each other to emphasize tension or drama when the story could, you know, move along a little bit. But other than that, um, yeah, it's a great, so far, great. Story. I think we're three episodes in, so three or four maybe. Um, but it gives a great picture of what. It might have been like for a young family to have been thrust into the spotlight of the queen and all the royal stuff that goes along with this, uh, with that. And a good primer, actually, for your British history, we do watch The King's Speech with Colin Firth from a few years ago uh, before The Crown, as it tells the story of Queen Elizabeth II's father, uh, his equally sort of unplanned ascent to the throne. final show we've been enjoying is Westworld. It's uh, a show on HBO. It's from the same production company, J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot, that brought us Lost. It's based on a 1973 film by Michael Crichton and created, the modern version is created by Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan, who, along with his brother, Christopher Nolan, created The Prestige, Memento, The Dark Knight, among others. Um, there's a lot I love about the series. Great acting from folks like Evan Rachel Wood, Thandie Newton, Ed Harris, and of course, Anthony Hopkins. It's a big cast of folks. Um, at its core, it's a mystery as to what's really going on and who's holding sort of the strings of all the, the puppets and the people in the story, in the show, and robots that might be human but are probably robots, or maybe they're human, and meta-commentary about storytelling within a series. Um, there's a lot of things I don't want to say that would spoil the show if you haven't watched it yet. Um, and there's a few obvious sort of comparisons, I guess, to Lost. It's a mystery that involves not only the people you see on screen, but also potentially the very or land location they're in but it's best to leave lost in the past and, and definitely just enjoy the show uh, it stands very much on its own it's by no means uh you know any sort of lost two or anything like that um i'll have to do maybe a spoiler episode sometime where you know going in that i'm going to talk about spoilers of the show so that i don't ruin it but there's a lot that can't be said without ruining the series so we went in fairly unaware of what the premise of the show is beyond here having heard a lot of buzz online and you know just from people tweeting about it and stuff like that and since um just fair warning since it's an hbo show if you plan to watch it there's a fair amount of nudity but mainly in the most sort of boring sense of the word there are robots that look like humans they're called hosts and sometimes the hosts get fixed you know they break, they get shot, they, whatever happens to them in, in the uh, fantasy park uh, of Westworld, and they don't bother putting clothes on them while they're doing so, so they happen to be nude. Um, and the violence isn't, I wouldn't say anything like Game of Thrones level violence, but they're definitely not afraid to show rather than tell when it comes to the way uh, people, or especially hosts, um, meet their end. So what I love, uh, really love about the series is something that I loved about Lost, although it got a little bit loopy that way towards the end is that it doesn't seem to dumb things down for the audience you're you're kind of expected to keep up that you might read on reddit about the series or listen to a podcast like decoding westworld or explore their online website um 
as opposed to their offline website, I guess. I don't know what that meant. Anyways, but you don't have to do that to enjoy the series, but it definitely helps because there's a lot of depth to the show, a lot of sort of Easter eggs and things that are going on that you don't totally catch, and especially if you're like me and don't have time to rewatch an episode just for fun because kids, life, etc. Um, it helps to have a bit of help along the way, some navigational elements to understand what actually is going on with every every episode. The most recent one, episode eight, is what we would just watch last night and definitely had a lot of sort of confusing elements to it that were hard to sort of track and keep up with whatever is going on. But uh, that's where I'm looking forward to listening to Decoding Westworld later today while I work and see. So that said, there's definitely not as much or dumb, like I said, dumb gimmicky stuff where like Lost, where logos and things would just randomly appear, but have nothing to do with anything else other than just to tease the fans. It seems to be smarter than that. Though there is, you know, if you watch some of the YouTube videos of, um, you know, Easter eggs in Westworld, there's there's some sort of random stuff that's there, just a little bit um, sort of callbacks to the old show and things like that. So, yeah, it's an interesting series. I'm really curious to see how they're going to wrap up this season and, and how they would play it out into long. It's been renewed for a second season, so how that's going to all sort of shake out. Um, and I'm worried that they'll run out of smart stuff to, to do and just end up filling it with, uh, just filler of whatever, make up some of the random stories and mysteries and stuff rather than keeping going with, you know, a well thought out longer arc, which is what the problem was with loss. It seemed to be, they just kind of put in filler stuff that hadn't actually been planned and there's all sorts of loose ends and stuff, but, um, it still is a great show. So yeah, it's a really great time for TV shows. Westworld, the crown are like kind of like full blown, full blown movies that, go on for hours and hours. So I'm curious, what are you watching these days? If you can leave a comment in the subreddit linked in the show notes or tell me on Twitter, I'm iChris on Twitter, email me, chris at goodstuff.fm with what you're watching, what you're liking. There's probably shows out there. There's plenty of, there's so much TV and, and out there that I know I'm not aware of that is good and entertaining and or just funny and light that's worth checking out. So I'd love to hear from you what's your, what's catching your eyes. So um, you can find this show at goodstuff.fm slash dailyish. There's lots of other shows on Good Stuff. Uh, morning show, Three Guys, Three Questions, like I said. Non-Breaking Space show is another show if you're interested in sort of the creative side of the web with developers and people who make interesting stuff for the web and help figure out how we're going to make the web. Uh, that's a show I help edit with Christopher Schmidt and uh, all at goodstuff.fm. Like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at iChris and Good Stuff is goodstuffm on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day. Bye.